0: You're listening to Thrive, your agency resource. The only podcast of its kind for creative, media, and technology leaders who are ready to dive deeper into consciousness, leadership, and agency growth. I'm your host, Kelly Campbell. This year, Thrive is brought to you by E2M Solutions, a trusted white label partner to hundreds of digital agencies across the globe. Visit e2msolutions.com forward slash Thrive today. Welcome back to another episode of Thrive. We all know as being part of the agency world that content takes many forms, but all sales come down to being yourself. We're going to talk about what that means. Today I'm joined by owner and chief revenue officer at Outside the Box Digital, better known as OTB, Jarrett Thomas, who empowers brands to change the way they envision marketing content. Jarrett, thank you so much for joining me today. We are just going to go unscripted and have a great conversation.
1: Sounds like a plan. Kelly, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. I'm excited and and looking forward to the conversation.
0: So let's talk a little bit about your background and how you got fed up with um, the outdated sales tactics and methods that you saw at previous agencies.
1: Yeah, so I started in the industry about like what eleven, twelve years ago. So when I came in, I was at a display advertising place called Intent. So basically, it was a small boiler room place where you basically had to hit your number by Friday, and if you didn't, you were gone by Monday. <laughs> so all I knew was two hundred dollars a day, and it was just that, that, just, just grind, grind, grind. And throughout the course of my career, I worked at Con, I worked at another agency, Halo Group, I worked at a couple SaaS platforms, and I would have up and down years. I'd have years where I'm the top performer out of fifty. I'd have Years where it's like, oh man, where the hell is my commission check? When is it coming? <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. And I love and I would pride myself on, I would hang my hat on just basically being able to reach you wherever you were. Right. If I if you had a number on Zoom, if you had anything floating in the internet, I would find it about you and find some way to connect. And then as I become older, as I become 30, 31 with two kids. I'm like, man, I don't have time. I, I don't want to hustle like that no more. <laughs> there has to be a better way to do it. So I had left a, a big SaaS platform, a big SaaS company, and I was in a weird place in my career. Uh, somebody I knew that I worked with at a previous job said if something ever comes up, I'm gonna reach out and get you. And he introduced me to the CEO of iPool Rank. And then we had a conversation. I'm like, how are you generating revenue? Right? Like, what's going on? Cause you want me to reach out to Nike Uber Lifts of the World. And we're a small 15 person agency in New York City with very little brand visibility. So it didn't make sense to me. And he was like, me. He told me straight up, he was like, man, I get all of my leads and all of my stuff from Twitter. I do a lot of keynote speaking. I do events. I do my own micro content and what have you. And I'm a thought leader in the SEO space. He's actually a top 10 SEO in the world right now, which is crazy by USA Today. And so when he said that, light bulb went off. Bing. I said, okay. It's not these thousand emails that you want me to send. It's not these cold calls that you want me to do. What really is connecting with people is the relationships and the content that you're giving. So if I can do that, how can I create scale at that? Right. So if I meet you, Kelly, I'm confident that me and you'll have a relationship. We'll go, I get coffee. You'll be the champion in the sales process, all that good stuff. But how do you do that if nobody wants to get on the phone with you? Mm -hmm. So my main thing was, first day there, me and my sales partner, Lee Gall, we were just like, we're done with it. Let's do something fun. If we can just do something fun that creates eyeballs or attention to us, people are going to find out what our services are. People are going to go to the website. People are going to invite us to happy hours afterwards, right? And that's when the magic happens. And That's what we did. Every morning we went downstairs, got a coffee, put our phone out, no editing, and we would just pick a random topic unscripted. Just, hey, SEO, uh, content. Kobe Bryant passed away. How to slide into DMs on Valentine's Day. Like, just crazy stuff, right? We were just throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. And then we got caught with the LinkedIn bug like a month in, month and a half in. And I'm pretty sure you know it, Kelly, where you realize that, like, whoa this is doing better than Instagram, Facebook and any other channel I have that I actually invest time in. I put a five minute text post up and now I have 2,000, 3,000 views. Let me focus on this channel more. And then we would go to get lunch in the middle of Manhattan and then people would stop us and actually be like, oh my god that's Jared and Lee from LinkedIn. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm just just the AE at an SEO company in the Bronx creating content and you guys are taking pictures of me and we brought that back to our CEO at the time of the founder of the company. We're like, we've got legs. And then we had to close on a $450,000 deal right before the pandemic mm. through content led like, because it, we was on top of mind. Somebody I knew saw the content, they reached out to somebody who was in an organization too, and it was just synergy and we just made it happen. And luckily it did because that really kept us afloat through the pandemic. And then it just kept going. Consistency was the biggest thing. I was just like, I'm tired of being somebody else. I've tried every single way to do sales. I've tried Sandler. I've tried Band. I've tried Medic. I've tried every single thing you could think of. And it what always works for me is just me being myself, yeah. understanding the business, just doing what I have to do. And I just ditched the, the button ups, the Oxfords, Kelly. I put the hat and the hoodie on and I made more money than I ever did in my career. <laughs> and, and I enjoyed it. you know. And that's the big thing. So I enjoyed it. I was able to build a good brand where people recognize me and um, I was able to develop really good relationships with the industry. And that's something that I didn't have throughout my entire career.
0: And so that's what you did with OTB or that's a newer venture?
1: No, so OTB is a newer venture. So after the agency I was working at, it was IPORANK. Ranks. So I stayed there for about two years. We did 2.2 2 million in sales with no cold call or email. And then I wanted to test the waters because I got I got tired. And you know, a lot of the things I was doing there because I was running the podcast, I was doing marketing, I was doing sales. You were running I a burnt business. Out. Yeah, I, I was burnt out. By the time year two, you know, I had one bad quarter, and it was like, Whoa, Jared, this is expected of you and not appreciated. And I just had to go. So yeah. And I'm like, well. And I'll give you a quick a funny story too. So to get the job at Hootsuite, I made a post on LinkedIn. I did an MBA free agency campaign. So I quit my job. No, no unemployment, no plan, no anything. I was like, look, I got this brand. I'm giving myself a month. Max to get a job. I did. I went to Fiverr, paid $30 for a screenshot of, of, st- of Stephen Curry, put my picture on it, put the name of the company I was working for it across the chest, and it was like breaking news announcement. Jarrett's officially a free agent. These are his stats and sales. <laughs> Sources tell me he's ready to go and he's amped up and looking for a championship roster to take to the next level. Next thing you know, I'm getting, it got like at least like 30, 40,000 views. I got hit up by Google, Amazon, LinkedIn, Microsoft, you name it, some of the top brands. In the country and I'm going through the interview process and I'm thinking about all these places like where can I be myself most right like yeah. if I go to Google it's gonna be red tape if I go to Amazon I've got to ask this and that I can't really be myself and then I spoke to Hootsuite and I was like hey Jared, we love you for that like we want that we want the hat the want hoodie, we want you for you we want you man we want we love your energy we love everything that you do come here and do what you need to do and then we went there and we killed it. Like I did, 1.1 million in six months there. But unfortunately, we got hit with the economy and things like that. And I was like, "All right, I was laid off." And then it took two, three months to really figure out what I wanted to do. And I'm like, "I can't go back to a place. Yeah, I can't. I can't go black." So my main thinking was like, if I'm investing three years into myself, right? I'm creating content every day, I'm putting myself out there, I'm being vulnerable, I'm giving gems, I'm doing carousels, I'm doing podcasts. Why would I make the same thing as somebody else who's not doing that? And it just didn't make sense to me. So I would speak to gatekeepers and recruiters. And it's like, Jared, we love your profile. We love your content. We love your whole resume. But um, yeah, this is the set price. And I'm like, well, okay, I appreciate that. But if I'm generating 5 million impressions a year, out of those 5 million impressions, how many people are coming back to the website to look at services? How many people are raising their hand for a demo that we have no way of tracking because you have zero attribution? What about people that actually went into HR, pulled out an application said, man, I, I like what this guy, I could be myself. If he could be himself, let me try to go there. And what impact does that have on a brand? And why wouldn't I be compensated for such? Mm. Nope. Nobody has an answer. <laughs> so it was like, wow, if I can't speak to a CEO who understands that we could have a mutually beneficial relationship where I'm using your brand you're using mine and that we're both monetizing that. Cool. But when I'm speaking to 27 year old recruiters, they don't really necessarily get that. No. And I just got tired and I got tired of it. And I was like, man, I'm betting on myself. Whatever I got in the bank account, we're going to figure it out. And we did. We set up the business within a, a week and a half. And we had our first client. The first day we got our LLC, we did a LinkedIn workshop. And then now we're six months in. We're almost a six-figure business. It's amazing. There's
0: so many things, that, little golden nuggets that I want to kind of like lump onto here. You bet on yourself absolutely. You knew what your worth was and you asked to monetize that. And when nobody could give you a good answer, a solid answer, or even understand what you were talking about, you were like, cool, I'm going to go do this myself. Yeah. Why do you think that most marketers, and I'll also say segue that into agency owners, don't do that? Because that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the, what we, we chatted a little bit before we started recording, this idea that like, people don't understand what they should talk about, right? Because they're so worried about what are people going to think? What are people going to say? Is anyone going to want the service? Is anyone going to resonate with this message? Is anybody going to like me if I show up as me? That's what this is about. Absolutely. So like your magic is your belief in yourself. And so my question to you is, why do you think so many other people don't do that?
1: It's difficult. It's so difficult. So when you when you're in the corporation space, right? It's like you're trying to climb the corporate ladder, and you're always thinking about what can I do to increase my chances to get there, right? For me, I was always the same way. I was playing the game. I was like doing the Oxfords. I was going to the events. But when the CEO of Iput Rank said to me, he was like, "Man, Jared, let's be honest. If they're not going to do business with you like this, what are the chances that they're going to do business with you like that, right? So why not just be yourself and give them all of you? And then when he said that, I was like, "Oh man, it's not many gems I got." But that one I I, I latched on to. And there's another line I heard that that stuck with me early in the days. Teach them how to fish and they'll learn you sell fishing poles. Mm -hmm. So why am I worried about what everybody's saying? So if I'm trying to sell enterprise SEO, I'm only in it for a year and a half. What can I tell the guy that's at Dell or Microsoft that's been doing it for 20 years at an enterprise level? Mm -hmm. Nothing I say is going to be mind-blowing to him. But what will be mind-blowing, him is how I got into sales, right? So that's what I saw. So when I was doing the SEO and the tips and tricks to our business, was it getting engagement? Yeah. But what took off for me was I just got tired one day. I was like, I wouldn't tell my story. I was like, man... I say, tell your story. Here's mine. I was 20 years old working at BBQ, smelling like ribs. And I was about to have my first child. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, I can't do this no more because I'm broke. And I went on Indeed every single night. I would put in hundreds of applications to any job that sounded better than mine's, which was every job. And then <laughs> a lady writes so, And then I just got a call from a, a random like hospital call center job. And they called me in. And then a recruiter heard me. He was like, Man, I love the way you carry yourself and the way you speak. Are you interested in sales? He's like, you know, you can make $40,000, $50,000 base. Oof. So I heard base salary. Like, I am making hourly smelling like ribs, brother. Like, How do I get there? How do I get there? He's like, sell me this pencil. I kid you not. Straight out of Wolf of Wall Street. Sell me this pencil. Did that. Next thing you know, I'm working at intent. And I just you sell him the pencil? Luckily, the thing came out. I asked him for a paper. Came The Wolf of Wall Street came out like maybe a couple months earlier. So uh-huh. I saw the movie. So I'm like, holy shit, I know the response. <laughs> so what are the odds of that? Because I would have never sold them the pants. I I wouldn't know what the hell to say. And and that's where I got to intent. And so they're going around. My first day in intent, so I'm like back against the wall. I have to make this work. My child is born. I can't go back to minimum wage. And they're going around the room, and I was just so confident in myself. I don't know what the hell made me say this, but they're like, I'm this one from NYU. I'm from Buffalo State. I'm like, I'm Jared Thomas from the Bronx, from Evander Childs High School, and I'm going to be a top seller here. They laughed me out the room, laughed me out the room. I don't even know what the hell made me say it. And literally six months later, I was doing $250,000 a quarter Mm -hmm. in that place, just doing cold calling. And I found a niche, like where everybody was trying to go after the whales. I just stuck to a business that I knew, which was home theater installations. So I called every single home theater installer in the country off of Yelp and would put them on HGTV and Better Homes and Gardens in their local area. Once I knew their business, it was clockwork. I just, hey, John, I'm working with Mike over here. And then Mike's doing this. And Richard over here is generating X amount of leads because we're on this. Do you want to do that? And I was just signing them up like hotcakes and nobody understood how.
0: You used your existing experience, your existing knowledge, and your confidence back to you believing in yourself.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: Yeah. Hey, let's take a quick break. Did you know that there's a better way to scale your agency? Whether it's web design, development, e-commerce, content, SEO, or even hosting, E2M is the reliable white-label partner you wish you knew about years ago. Personally, I'm proud to partner with E2M because of our alignment in values and ethics. Head over to e2msolutions.com forward slash thrive to learn more. Now... Let's get back to the show. It's so interesting why this is so hard for people. Cause I want to come back to like the authenticity of the content, right? Cause we're, what we're talking about is like content marketing is what sells, but Absolutely. what we're, but we're not, when people say content marketing, like I don't even love that term anymore. You know, I get like so, yeah. like, so over like <laughs> advertising marketing, like all these, yeah. all these terms, digital marketing, content marketing. It's not about content marketing. It's about where are you, inside of it. Where is your voice, right? Like I'm in the process of writing a book. So I know this very well. Where is your voice, right? Like there are so many ways to kind of regurgitate what other people are saying or repackage it. And kind of like you said, keep wearing the Oxford, right? Yeah. But how do you bring the socks hat, right? Like how do you do it differently? How do you do it authentically yourself, right? Yeah. And in doing that, How do you pull out your confidence, your gifts, your magic? You know, it's like
1: it's so hard. And
0: and why is it hard? I guess that's my question. It's why is it hard? Because what we're worried about what other people
1: are going to think. We're worried about judgment. We're worried about so many things that never even happen or probably won't happen. And that's ninety nine percent of people. and, And what stops a lot of dreams. Right. And A lot of like for me, I looked at the feed. So I was looking at the feed. So shout out to, to Madison Butler, Quentin Allums. I love Maddie. Love you, Maddie. And she was with like Chris Walker, Dave Gerhardt. And I'm just looking at it. I'm like, wow, what makes Madison stand out? I go on the feed. I see blue hair and a great, great big smile, right? Yeah. I go to Quentin, <laughs> right? And I said, Quentin, he got the big fedoras, DGs, the guy, he's the bald head that talks about marketing. And they all have that one thing that stick to them. And I'm like, okay, cool. So if they're telling me that only 2% of people post on LinkedIn consistently, what are the odds there's going to be somebody in a White Sox hat from the Bronx that's hip hop that does marketing and sales? <laughs> the chances are going to be zero, 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 zero. Yeah, you're zero, the only guy one. in town. It, that's it. Versus that's me cool. going to Instagram or Facebook and all these other places where there'd be multiple versions of me, right? So that's where I got the confidence. I'm like, man, there's nobody here that looks like me. There's yeah. nobody saying what I'm saying. Like, I'm pretty sure. There's nobody has a story like I have. So the way I'm going to differentiate and differentiate myself is by telling you those stories, how I grew up, how I got into sales, right? When I got fired, how did I bounce back? I hit rock bottom and was totally broken. I got a job on a Saturday, was crying in the casino. Like I tell all these stories that happened to me <laughs> because if I look at LinkedIn as my journal, right? Because I'm not looking to mm. sell you with my content. I'm looking to connect with my content.
0: Right. I think that's the difference. That's the difference.
1: If you look it. at
0: LinkedIn as your journal, and your intention is to connect, right? And to not sell something. That's where you kind of come up with the authenticity or like where the authenticity can be drawn out.
1: Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. That's, that's, the, that's the huge key, right? So everybody's looking to sell. Like, I, I don't like when people be like, hey, this is the framework for my sales and success and all that other stuff. It's like, Cool, but what works for me is just me being a regular person and then somebody reaching out and me just having that relationship within the feed. And then from the feed, it goes into the DM. And then from the DM, we're on a live chat, we're on a podcast. And next thing you know, you're hitting me up when you're in New York City because you have a conference. And now we're going to get lunch and now we have a relationship. And then people, when they feel that way, they're going to open up doors for you. They're going to connect you with people. They're going to get guests for your podcast, right? They're going to be at your shows all the same. So when people are like, man, how do you get so much engagement? It's because I gave so much love. Like I was giving so much of myself up, right? Like I'm, they don't see that. They see the hundred likes, but they don't see the call at 8.30 at, at night when somebody's like, Jared, I hit a wall. What do I do? You know what I mean? What, what, what do you suggest? I'm like, well, be yourself, bro. What are you What are you pitching that for? Yeah. You're right, man. The next thing you know, they're a top sales influencer on LinkedIn. And I love that. Like, that's what it motivates me and inspires me. So it's just being different. Don't try to sell anybody. If anybody, listen, don't try to sell. Just try to connect. Hoard relationships because relationships are currency. Remember back in the day, Kelly, when, when he used to ask you in the sales jobs or what does your black book look like? And remember those days?
0: <laughs> like well, you? I've been, I've been a CEO for a very long time since I was 22. So oh, I so- don't have those days, but I understand exactly what you mean. And, and that's it. It's just the relationships. Yeah. That's
1: it. That's yeah. it. Those are key to everything.
0: Yeah. I love what you said though. How do you get this much engagement? It's because I give that much love. Yeah. I really, really appreciate that. And I think, you know, that's sort of the takeaway here. It's like, if again, it comes back to intention and authenticity. That's it. Yeah. And so the other thing I want to just build on here is the sales process itself, right? Like not even the sales process. I shouldn't even say that. That's another term I hate. (laughs) You're just bringing all these terms up that I hate. Um, So it's not a process, right? I mean, yes, you can have, like you said before, you can have a framework. But at the end of the day, what you're doing is you are magnetizing people who like you for you. That's they it. like your energy. They like how you show up. They like what you're saying. They like how you speak. They like how real you are. So, Absolutely. so you're magnetizing those people. And then it becomes, there, there's some, I will not even say transactional. Then there is some business that's done together because you are two humans who are really vibing and really liking each other. Absolutely, each other, knowing each other,
1: Um, and sometimes it happens on the flip side. Like, so for instance, like you have that person that you're 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 building, engaging, and having that relationship with. And there's been times where I had people who never liked the post, never engaged with the post, I didn't even know existed. They'll email me and be like, "I've had VPs and CMOs. Hey, Jared, I love your content. I've been following you for a year. I saw what you did with your son on the jet skis. That was so cool. Well, look, I have a 70k budget, and I'm looking to do this for my site. And could you help us? And then when we get on the call. It just opens up everything. They're so excited. They're just excited as I am. I'm like, oh my God, look, that's Jared. And I've been following your stuff. And this is the guy they're bringing in people from their staff. Like this is the guy I was telling you about it. At that point, it's so, it's not a sale. Right. And now what that allows me to do is it allows me to filter, and now I get to work with who I want to work with. People right. that I really genuinely, if I feel like you're an a-hole, or if I feel like you're not a good person, I'm I'm not going to just take the deal because I'm trying to hit quota. But now because I have an abundance of it in inbound, I can pick and choose my spot. So that's the real game, right? So sometimes it happens where it's like, hey, you have a relationship and they show you love. Sometimes it'll be a random Wednesday out of the blue. You're like, what the hell? This isn't working. And then somebody's going <laughs> to hit you hit you with a great deal, and you're back in the ball game. So so that was that was the hardest thing for me. So imagine me being in sales trying to forecast that. And I'm like, guys, I feel it. It's going to happen. I know. Don't I know Friday it's going to happen. I feel it. <laughs> they, they're looking at me like I'm crazy. Right. And we hit it. Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't even explain how it felt to even do that, because I'm not. Like, I'm gonna be real with you, Kelly. I didn't of you think it's going to work a party's like man i'm gonna have to send these damn emails again and this is going to be terrible and i don't like it but my whole mindset was like i'm sending a thousand emails out what about the 997 people that think i'm a jerk or hate my messaging they yeah. don't care about the brand they see jared thomas so yeah. why am i doing that to myself
0: yeah that's really interesting and the other thing that you're you're touching on here is kind of like that velvet rope effect yeah. that happens right so you have that abundance of leads coming in because there are so many people that are magnetized to your message, to your energy, to you. And then ultimately like what you're selling, because there has to be a like of you as a person plus a need, right? Like that's yep. the combo, a need and the timing. I guess I'll say those three things but you have this abundance and then you get to pick and choose who comes in that door. Right. And then what you also get to do at some point is you get to ladder up your pricing. Right. So you're charging premium. You want to work with me. You love me. This is what it's going to cost.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because You
0: know, your worth, you know that what you can do for them is going to be incredibly valuable to them. The ROI is going to be just like back in the day when CEO didn't know how to monetize you. Right. Yeah, now you get to control that.
1: That's it. Yeah. That, that's the big reason why I sta- I stepped off the porch, so to speak, and do my own thing. So it's like, what is the value of that? I wouldn't I won't know until I put a value on it myself and see yeah. if people were willing to buy it. And, and by the grace of God, thank God they buy and please continue to buy. It.
0: It's not continue <laughs> it so to great. buy. It's like, basically, I've turned that back on you and say, as long as you keep showing up, you don't have to worry about that. That's it. So if there are agency owners who are listening to this and they're like, all right, first of all, I love this conversation. I love this guy. If I have a need, I'm going to reach out. But for their own marketing, if they are kind of still a little apprehensive about putting themselves out there, and here I'm talking more about the vulnerability, right? Like, What allows you to embrace vulnerability? What allows you to go on LinkedIn and type those you know, long form posts out or share parts of yourself that other people may not feel comfortable with? Like how how, and why do you do that?
1: Because I, I, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of it. It made me who I am. So it's like, why am I hiding? If it's a, a journal or God forbid, if something happens, like I don't have any book, I don't have anything, right? So if my one story can help somebody, then I'm totally fine with that. Like one story that, that meant a lot to me is when I had to cut my hair for a raise. One year. You know I me. Mean? So, first, that same first job I was doing, I was in 10, I was at display advertising. I'm um, doing $250,000 a quarter. They bring me upstairs. They're like, Jared, we love what you do. And I'm like, All right, what's up? And it's an end of day meeting, too. So, I think I'm going to get fired. I'm like, Oh man, I'm nervous. <laughs> it's like one of those meetings. And then they're like, Jared, we love what you're doing, but the board doesn't know you. And I'm like, What does that mean? The board doesn't know me. There's like, maybe it's your parents and things like that. So, I had a choice right then and there. I could have been like, Screw you guys. I'm going home and I wouldn't be in tech and I'm going back to BBQ smelling like ribs or I could take that on the chin and just and man up and and go back and went home immediately. Got a tape up, came back on Monday morning, got a $10,000 raise. And it's something that shouldn't happen. But at the same time, I I know it shouldn't have happened in the industry. But also, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be here talking to you now, Kelly. My path would have. Altered dramatically, right? So, for anybody listening for a business owner, like be proud of your experiences, your failures, your lessons, your learnings, right? That's why I created like more than a title because I want to know who the person is behind the title. You slept behind, you slept in your car for six months to bootstrap your company. That's amazing. Talk about it, right? (laughs) Like, I don't care about your SEO stuff. That's the real sauce, right? That's the real nugget because that tells me who you are and what you're willing to do to succeed. And those are the people that I want to work with. Right. So tell your story. That's the way you differentiate yourself. You might not be able to compete with the Dentsu, the harvesters of the world. But how can you be creative with the resources that you currently have to tell your brand story to make people gravitate to you and yeah. just be, be yourself, be vulnerable? Like if you made a bad business decision, tell the world, don't, don't hoard the information. Right. And see how the universe reciprocates, how the network will reciprocate that.
0: Yeah. So what I hear you saying is like, be proud of how far you've come, where you've been. Right. hmm. And the reason why, in addition to being proud of it, the reason why you would tell other people is because that's going to resonate with them. They're going to have permission given to them now to be able to like maybe share their story or at least say, Hey, I was going through the same thing. And now there's like a like and trust and no factor, right? Which is what we know is the basis of sales. That's it. This is such a great conversation. I am so grateful for you. I'm so grateful that you you. got introduced and um, yeah, just- Keep killing it! You're you're awesome. I love
1: it. Thanks so much, Kelly. I got to get you on the show too, so I'm gonna set something up. I got to get you on more than the title. I got to hear that story from 22. You got it. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, my friend. Talk to you soon.
0: And thank you for joining us. If you liked this episode, please rate the show or subscribe wherever you watch or listen. And a big thank you to the official sponsor of Thrive for this year, E2M Solutions, your white label agency partner. Learn more about their approach services, and subscription plans at e2msolutions.com forward slash thrive.